Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hello, friends, and welcome to another edition of Trust the Tape. It is Zach Wolchuk alongside Brian Bronis, the Super Bowl-winning NFL Draft Scout. Happy to have you in as, again, we are now creeping closer and closer to the NFL Draft. I mean, we are about a week and a half away. Yeah. This thing's getting close. We're brought to you by the deliciousness that is Boomer Jacks. We encourage you for all of your sports-watching needs as we have the NBA playoffs and, of course, Draft Day. Go find your closest Boomer Jacks location. They've got amazing burgers, wings, fries, sides, salads. No matter what, there's something for everybody at Boomer Jacks. Of course, you can get delicious cold beers, wonderful cocktails. They've got everything to fit your dining needs. Go to Boomer Jacks. We are so happy to have them of a sponsor of Trust the Tape here. And uh, we encourage you to go to Boomer Jacks. Yeah, you know, the thing about it was you were mentioned in the days, and I was thinking, okay, how do I balance uh, working on my draft and going to Boomer Jacks? Uh, but you're absolutely right about that. A lot of uh, uh, 17 <laughs> different locations to go and hang out with. Uh, they they kind of a uh, one-stop shop for everything when it comes to food, the beverage, just the overall good times. And you know what, Wooly Bully, when we have a good time, we're usually talking about the draft, oh, right? Heck yes, we are. Now, there's so much to get into, especially now as – we're kind of getting a feel for maybe where teams are are looking and uh, how this top 10 specifically might unfold. But I'm hearing a lot of rumors brought us. Mm-hmm. The Jags at one. Okay, this might go a multitude of different directions. And people are, are penciling in Aiden Hutchinson, the edge defender mm-hmm. from Michigan. And a lot of people think Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson might be the best overall player. In this draft. Now, you've been working on your your top 50 players. I have. Now, you do not have Aiden Hutchinson as your number I one don't. guy. I have a Kavion Thibodeau as my number one. Sauce Gardner, the cornerback from Cincinnati, would be number two. Charles Cross, the tackle from Mississippi State, would be three. And then I have Aiden Hutchinson, the edge from Michigan at that point. So, he would be number four on my board. Okay. So, I think that's interesting. Is Thibodeau ranked ahead of Hutchinson for you? Is that a more of a traits thing? Is that a projection thing? What sets them apart in your mind? You know what? I, I look at the way the the body of work of both players, and you know, there's questions about Thibodeau that people are having about does he really love football? Does he really care? All those things that scouts like to kind of drum up. Yeah, you know, I and mean, people tell, people talk, and all that. You know, Thibodeau to me is a kid, and this is what we need to get used to, Zach. 
in the world now that we live in with the NIL stuff, you know, the, 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 and if you don't know the name imaging likeness stuff that th- these players are getting paid for that now. All right. So when you're in a situation like that, Thibodeau is a kid that has interest in his branding, sure. you know, and I don't think it, you know, I mean, that's get ready. We're going to talk about this in our next, you know, trusted tape next year sometime. And it'll be, Oh, well, Hey, this kid cares about his branding. This kid does this. It's, it's probably just going to grow more it's and more grow, every year. Exactly. Kids are going to care about their branding. And are you now going to ask the question of, oh, does he care about football or does he care about making money? And so, you know, Thibodeau is a little bit different cat in that regard. I will say this about Aiden Hutchinson, though. I've watched games where I always try and have matchups in Ryan. You know, I'm saying, okay, who is he playing that I could watch, you know, that that can maybe give me a good, a really good idea of how he's playing? Right. And then, you know, and then you you go along and you're and you're saying, oh, well, there's matchup. You know, you could watch the matchup of the Georgia offensive lineman against him, you know, uh uh Sailor. You mm-hmm. know, you know, you could watch him, the tackles play. I mean, there's there's several of these linemen that you can watch. That is like matchups, and I there's times where I see Aiden Hutchinson not getting to the quarterback, you know, and I'm I'm thinking, oh, okay, is this for the first overall player? Is that something that I need to dive into further? I'm, I'm seriously, I'm watching him play, and I'm like, okay, good pass rush there. Good, see the same thing with Walker from Georgia. I see a good pass rusher. Yeah. I don't see a guy that's a top three pass rusher in this draft. No, I, I don't disagree. And, but, you know, I mean, he's a first-round talent and all that, but people are talking about these guys. You know, and Aiden Hutchinson, he might be the safest player in this draft because that's what, when you're talking first overall, you do not want to make that Jamarcus Russell pick. Yes, you don't want a bust. You don't want the bust. You don't want that guy. And so, to me... I, I could see why people, Jacksonville, falling in love with Aiden. I could see it. Very safe. You know, you make your pick, you move on, and then you build your draft from there. Outstanding football player. Fourth player overall on my board. Yeah. But if you're telling me that rare guy, I think Thibodeau's got rare rush ability. I think Hutchinson's got really good pass rush ability. It, it's interesting. I uh, I would actually go Iki Aquanu. Yeah, the offensive tackle from NC State. I I think he's the best player in this yep. draft. And if I'm Jacksonville, I would take him number one. I think it's all about protecting the investment in Trevor Lawrence. Yep. I think you build that offensive line. I don't think there's anything wrong with taking a defensive end. But to your point, if I'm taking one number one overall, it's got to be a Miles Garrett. Yeah. It's got to be one of these generational type of elite talents. And for me, I love Aiden Hutchinson. I think he's got uh, a, a, an unbelievable game, a high-motor type player. Yeah. I think he's going to be a really good pro. Yeah, I think there's a lot to like about Thibodeau, but there's some stuff that does scare me a little see, bit. See, that's, yeah. that's And good. I could see yeah. him on draft day. We yeah. might be talking about a big slide no, when it comes to Thibodeau. No. And you know what? That's, 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 again, that's, you know, when you look at, when you look at how you build your board, everybody's going to see these guys. Completely different. I I even thought about, and I like what you're saying about Kwanwu, the def, uh, me, the offensive tackle from North Carolina State. I I I struggled with I struggled with is Sauce Gardner the corner from from Cincinnati the best player? The he's one of the best players. I I mean I've got him at number two on my board. I 
I, I'm one of these guys, I feel like I'm kind of on an island with Charles Cross there at that offensive oh, tackle. Oh, no. I mean, but, I but think you I, have three I see, beasts. I, no, I see, I see a young Tyron Smith when he came out of USC. It's the lower body. Yeah. It's the way, it's yeah. their stance. Exactly. It's almost, you can mirror the stance yeah. of Tyron yeah. Smith and Charles Cross. Yeah. It's identical. That's the yeah. first thing I noticed yeah. as well, and yeah. I heard you make that comparison. Yeah. I'm like, I see exactly what Broadus is talking about here. See, I, I, to me, I just kind of feel like that those guys, I mean, you could, you could smash holes you could smash holes in Thibodeau. You could smash holes in Cross. You could smash holes in Hutchinson. But maybe, maybe, maybe with with uh, with Gardner and Iquanwu, like we're talking about, maybe you can't smash as many. I think Iquanwu is the the most well rounded among both tackles. Yeah. I think Cross is the best pass protector. I've got Neil as the third. Yeah, I do too. Among among do the too. tackles now, well, I've got Stingley. I got Stingley and Lloyd, Devin Lloyd from Utah. So. Stingley would be six for me. Devin Lloyd would be seven, the linebacker from Utah. And then Evan Neal, the tackle from Alabama, I would have at eight. Bulky, the GM for Jacksonville. And and you know him. Trent Bulky. And we've not a uh, big fan. Yeah, we've heard a lot of interesting things yeah. about Trent Bulky. Now, if you go back to his time with San Francisco, and I've been I've been, you know, listening and reading some chatter around the league. There's a lot of people that don't buy that they're going Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. With that first overall pick, and say I we, Walker because of the, uh, the Alden Smith comparison. Yes, Alden Smith. Man, I do you not know, see Alden Smith. Monk, uh, yeah. Buckner. Yeah, uh, you know Eric Armstead. Yeah, he's a guy. It seems like historically he goes for those traits. He goes yeah. for the long arms. He goes yeah. for the unique athletic body type. Yeah. Yeah. that Aiden Hutchinson doesn't have. It seems like even a Thibodeau would be more intriguing for yeah. him than an Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, and I. I I think that people would be surprised to see Hutchinson go number one to Jacksonville right yeah. now. Yeah, I you know what I mean. Trent Trent's in a little bit of a situation right now where this could very well be his last draft. You know, there's people around the league that were amazed that he survived what was happening. You know, and, and Doug Peterson really had to sign off on you know it wasn't one of those things when they were interviewing Doug. It's like, hey, listen, you know, we're going to we're going to you know, the management was talking about we we're thinking about keeping Trent Balky and Doug Peterson. Well, I need a job. And so, yeah, I'll sign off. But, you know, you think about uh, Byron Leftledge, who had a shot at that job from Tampa. Yeah. They wanted to interview, and they and he didn't want to interview because of Trent Balky. And, you know, and there was some stuff, even Dan Quinn from the Cowboys. You know, I don't know much about this Trent Balky situation there. So, yeah, he is going to have to hit on this pick. Because if he doesn't, this time next year, you and I will be doing Trusted Tape again, and we'll be talking about Jacksonville with a different general manager. No question. Uh, looking at the top ten, I mean, it seems like there's a lot. If Walker doesn't end up being a surprise pick, number one, Trayvon Walker, the edge to Georgia yeah. at Jacksonville, which would be shocking, the rise that Walker's had from being a borderline my first 17th pick. best player on my board. Holy cow, yeah. to number one. Yeah. But it seemed, it, the, the momentum building for him to even go to Detroit at two. Yeah. Is it's incredible. Serious. I, well, okay. When when before that you and Eric came on board doing trusted tape with me, we would read mock drafts. Jeff and I would read mock drafts and we would talk about what about Walker? Yeah, Walker, Walker, Walker. It was like every time somebody picked a mock draft, the initial ones, Walker from Georgia defensive end was a pick for the Cowboys at 24. And everybody was really happy about sure. that. Sure. And then all of a sudden it became, 
oh, wait, well, Walker's going to go to the Eagles at, you know, in the middle of the draft there. And so then it became, wait a minute, now Walker's going one or two overall? And you're going, oh, okay, whoa, 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 what are we doing here? You know, there, there are some players that have made some you know, meteoric, I don't know if I even used the right word. No, I'm you tr- did. Trying to meteoric say, rise. You yeah, did. You nailed exactly. that. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, it's amazing for somebody Louisiana educated. No, you crushed it. But, yeah, that's, he is, in, in the scouting world, we call that getting air pumped into you. Because uh-huh. you rise and you get air pumped into you. And I, I could be dead balls wrong about him. But I, you know what? I think it's a really good player. Sec, first, second overall I think player. It speaks no, to this no. draft. Yeah. There's just not. Oh, there's so much craziness. That's why, to me, it's like I'm taking the tackles. If yeah. I have top picks, safest, I'm going with the offensive safest tackles. Route, safest route you can go right there. The in in you know in what also what's shown to us too is, and these wide receivers have a lot of questions, but wide receivers have been seem to be pretty safe now in the first the, at least the last couple of drafts. Okay, have been that way. I oh, that that's a good point. There is now. I, I wonder if you're hearing anything about Kansas City and your buddy Andy Reid, yeah, making a leap into the top ten for one of these receivers. And specifically, the name that I've heard is Garrett Wilson. Is the name yeah. that that they might have an eye on from Ohio yeah. State? Yeah, I think with Kansas City and and Lance Zerline, who's a you know highly respected NFL media scout,'s done this stuff for a long time. His father was a line coach for a long time in the NFL. He's grown up around the game, been around the game, just fine job down in radio in Houston. And Lance did something I thought was really creative on his last mock draft. And and I'll point it out. He took he took a Kansas City and put them ahead of Dallas for Chris Olave. Ooh, yeah. So he traded to twenty three, which is Arizona, mm-hmm. to grab Chris Olave ahead of the Cowboys, knowing that the Cowboys were potentially looking at wide receiver. And what he did was he took Burks off the board, and then he said, oh, the one receiver's left is Olave. Okay. So then now Dallas gets jumped. Well, then Dallas, you know, then is looking at, okay, are all the guards gone? What, what It looks like all our wide receivers are gone. You know, what direction would the Cowboys go then? You know, and I think anytime if you're a fan of a team and there's a, in these mocks now, instead of just picking all three, 32 out there these people that are now incorporating trades and like why somebody would jump up kansas city is a very aggressive team very aggressive team when my buddy john dorsey was there they traded up for for pat mahomes yeah they moved up to 10 they moved up to 10 i mean they were back in the draft yeah so to me that's one of those things i think you have to be well aware of right now if you're a cowboy fan that people have an understanding of you're hunting guards you're also hunting wide receivers here. Is uh, if they made a move into the top ten, it, do you not think Wilson would be the guy? I think you know. I, I think to me personally, I, I you know I have Williams uh, from Alabama. Jamison Williams is my number one wide receiver. But oh, I, but, I actually love that. Yeah, but Wilson Wilson's number two. So if you did my if you did the way uh, you know I have it uh, stacked for the receivers, Jamison Williams one. Wilson, Ohio State, two. Burks, Arkansas, three. Olave from Ohio State, four. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I think I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a little weird when it comes to my receiver rankings. Yeah. I've got Burks 1. Okay. And uh, the reason is, as I've articulated before yeah. with you on, on the draft show, and and I think I give some of these guys a bump because he played with horrible quarterbacks. Sure, sure and, did. And the knock on Burks, and when I've talked to other guys like David Hellman uh, of yeah. DallasCowboys.com, people were wondering about, does he have a route tree? Yeah. They didn't really ask him to do a whole lot of cre- creative things with his route running. Right. It's pretty much like a nine, and then we're going to give him the ball out of the backfield. We're well, going to throw some bubble screens yeah. to him. Well, this is, okay, let's go back and look at history. Um, uh Bryles is the offensive coordinator there. Kendall Bryles. The son of Art, yeah. Son of Art. How many times have we done Baylor wide receivers and say no creativity as route runners? Yeah, Corey Coleman. Yeah, how many many guys have we said, oh, there's no creativity? The thing that I would worry about Burks the most if I was a Cowboys fan is Kellen Moore going to be creative enough to use a player like my my answer would be if we're concerned about this, why is Kellen Moore still the offensive coordinator of the Cowboys? That's what I'm saying, though. You know? But see, that's what I'm saying. Does Mike McCarthy take over? Does this, you know, it, you know, to me, people could complain about Amari Cooper and the route runner and all that stuff like that and everything. Do you feel like these receivers, Ceedee Lamb? Have we seen the absolute best of Ceedee Lamb? No, I don't believe so. See, that's what I'm saying, though. If they take a receiver here. 
it might have to be right. a Chris Olave or somebody that knows how to run routes so, and how to get open. I've got Olave too. Yeah. It's, it's tough because Olave and Wilson are so good, but yeah. I've talked to you about this before. I, yeah. I think Olave is a faster Keenan Allen. He's a guy to me that's just smooth as all hell. I said I said Terry Glenn with better hands. Ooh, I like that comparison well, too. See, because I'm older. Yeah. Older scout. You, if you go I back, didn't get to watch Terry. Yeah, I, mean, I saw did, Terry Glenn as yeah. a cowboy yeah, exactly. you know, in the back half of his career. Yeah. Terry Glenn, Super underrated player. Terry Glenn with the New England Patriots is rookie or caught nine. Balls, and it was like unheard of then. But if you call Chris Olave, same school, same kind of body type, run, get down, yeah, catch, run, yep. get down. That's what that's what Terry Glenn did, and I, I think this is a similar type of player to me. If you want to look, and at and then it. there's Drake London, and, and Drake London for me is similar to a Mike Evans type, big yeah. body. And I give him an uptick as well because he's a dude everyone knew on the field. Yeah. He's getting the ball yeah. virtually every play. Yeah. The, the the defense knows this. He's mm. getting double, triple teamed. All he does is produce. Now, you're absolutely right. Just on my top 50, Jamison Williams at 9, Garrett Wilson at 12, uh, Traylon Burks at 14, and then uh, Drake London. Uh, at, actually, Chris Olave at 19, and then Drake London at 22. Okay, so this leads into uh, another area of discussion I want to get to. And I, I know we do tend to lean some Cowboys heavy because we are based in Dallas. We do yeah. have a lot of people listening throughout the, the, the country world. and the world yeah. here Trust the Tape. And, and some of you are not Cowboys fans, but you know Dalton Miller, who's a good buddy of ours, now works Does a fine job the Pro Football Network. He put out a tweet. Cowboy fans at 24... If you have the option between Chris Olave, the receiver from Ohio State, Traylon Burks, we were just talking about from Arkansas, Kenyon Green, the guard from A&M, yeah. and Zion Johnson, the guard from Boston College, who do you take at 24? And I said, look, you know, and, and this kind of goes for, in the argument, best player available yeah. and best player available, available versus need. <laughs> I just don't believe, it. to me, it doesn't matter how good your receivers are. If you can't, if you block, can't block and rock, yeah, that's and true. we've seen that recently, Kansas City in the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. and I got some pushback. Well, what about Joe Burrow yeah. and the Bengals? I think that is an extreme outlier that we've seen once in the history of but the it NFL. Happened. It just happened. It happened, but it's I also recent. think that speaks to just how damn good and yeah. how just uh, a, a rare talent Joe Burrow is. I think he's already the fifth best quarterback for me in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think he's sensational. But I don't think that uh, a Dak Prescott is on that level. Per- no, he's not. And that's why it's, again, you have to give Dak Prescott help. Yes. You know, if you're going to ask Dak Prescott as a Cowboy fan to carry this team, I think you're learning about Dak Prescott. You're going into year seven now. You know, what are your, what are your, what are your thoughts about Dak Prescott? I'm not talking about you. I'm sure. just saying as a Cowboy fan, you're looking at your quarterback and you're going, hmm. We really is he going to make others around him better, or do we have to equip him to make him better? I think that's the question you now have to ask yourself. And I think the Cowboys, you know, Dak Prescott by being very patient made himself a forty million dollar year quarterback. You know that he really has by being patient. Yeah, not signing, not jumping in there, not. He did it himself, even as a player. But you know, you're Dak, right. Dak doesn't want to take the shots. And we yeah. saw Dak with really talented receivers. Sure. But not a good offensive line yeah. last year. Yeah. And how did the offense look? 
not good. And and a lot of people get annoyed where all right, the Cowboys are the only team in the league that the only way they can have a good offensive line is continue to pump first round resources yeah. in there. I get it. But to me, I I'm in love with Kenyon Green. Yeah. I might like him more than a lot of people. I think I, I, he is you a and I are people gonna die. Yeah, mover. you and I are dying on that island together. I, I think he's phenomenal. Because to me, if you gave me a choice just on uh, just on um uh, receivers or guards. I have the receivers rated higher. I have questions. I have more questions about the guards than I do. And that, you know, Zion Johnson, you and I are going to die on the green. Yeah, I think green's Zion. way better than Zion Johnson. And see, that's what I'm saying. That To me, that's going to be, they might not think that way. Their stack, and I'm talking about the Cowboys or anybody around the league. I'm going to talk to my guys, my gang of seven guys, and those are the guys, that the general managers and player personnel guys around the league. And see which one, Green or Johnson, Green or Johnson, Green or Johnson. I'm going to be interested because if it all comes back Zion Johnson, then I have a feeling. And, and you know, say what you want. It's what the Rams try to avoid, groupthink. Sure. Groupthink. But the league, the league will say that Zion Johnson's more athletic and Zion Johnson does this. And, John, you know, I just watch the players. It's I just tough. Watch, it's tough. I mean, when you see a Kenyon Green who, I, and, and I think his best position is guard. Yeah. When you kick him out to left tackle and he's kicking Will Anderson's ass, yeah. he's going to be a top five pick next year, yeah. the best pass rusher in the draft probably yeah. from Alabama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty unbelievable. See, that's that to me, I, I totally agree with you. I, I think for Cowboys and their fans, guard whichever one, and then it's going to be wide receiver likely at two. Now, cornerback sneaks into the mix maybe a little bit here. I kind of felt like that maybe – uh, that the Cowboys would wait. I thought the I thought the pick at eighty eight would be a defensive player. The pick at fifty six could be Sam Williams, who personally myself third round grade. I could see the Cowboys making the pick. They've invested too much time. Does Dan Quinn get to make a pick at fifty six, or they're going to say no? Dan, we need picks twenty four and fifty six to be offensive players. And then 88 could be the first defensive player. If they do end up going receiver, do you think that they then feel pressured to go O-line at 56? I and think maybe a guy would. like Sean Ryan from yeah, UCLA I, I, there? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. I, I think that I think you're on to something there. I think that you know, maybe Hayes, uh, the guard from Oklahoma, would be a consideration. Uh, Sailor from, uh, from uh, Georgia, yeah. who's a tackle, who converts to guard. I really do, you know, like the kid, the really natural guard, Schaefer at Georgia, who played next to Sailor on that left side there. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, I, I think to me there the pressure would be to go an offensive lineman, but man, that that has been a struggle for them. When you look at they've invested a second round pick in in Connor Williams. He played out, never got the second contract. They had second round grades on Connor McGovern. One two one was the grade high second round grade got him in the third didn't work out they're in a bind right now because they've basically missed on two guards yeah so let's see if that you know maybe the third time's the charm I I do want to look at some of these corners okay we've already talked about Sauce Gardner corner one Stingley two yeah uh, I do end up actually thinking Stingley's going to be the best corner in this draft. You probably have more intel than I do yeah. with your LSU guys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, now, character stuff, there might be some stuff here. 
Well, let me tell you what it is. Please enlighten me because I think mm-hmm. we're learning a lot about Kelvin Joseph yeah. uh, here locally yeah. now, and yeah. there we need to we well, need to take that seriously. This time last year, when we were talking about Kelvin Joseph. It was I was told from my LSU buddies that like, hey, trouble. He's not in trouble, but trouble is always within arm's length. That was always that was always the statement that I got about that. So you know, and then the guys at Kentucky were like, hey, good guy, but. Not always reliable. So you were hearing those two things. So when he got picked, you had an idea. The thing about Stingley that my guys at LSU were telling me is not an alpha male. Usually you get a guy like Sauce Gardner and guys like that who are just, when they come in the room, the room lights up, there's energy and all that. With Stingley, he's a very just easygoing guy, but he's not an alpha male. Okay. They also say this guy needs a big brother. Okay. Okay. If you're mock drafting teams, look at Minnesota at 12, who's also got Patrick Peterson playing from LSU there. That would be the type right. of fit. Now, if Dallas were to take Stingley, Diggs could be that guy for him. Okay, Diggs could be the guy that helps him. What everybody's telling me is Stingley needs a big brother. He's not going to be the leader, but he's going to play great for you, but he needs the big brother. Yeah, along. because just sure talent. He's, I mean, he might be the best, the most talented football no player question. in the draft period. No question. And for me, I can't stick him at one overall because of my LSU ties, which is which is totally fair. <laughs> I get that. But last year changed my thought process. The last a two lot. years have been he hasn't played right, and and I, you know, I would kind of knock a player for that, yeah, because it would make me nervous. Yeah. But when you see what Jamar Chase and Micah Parsons, for example, yeah, did yeah. after not playing for a year yeah. and how they just hit the ground running, yeah. their rookie year, it's like. I don't know if that matters. If a kid can well, just play, and when you look yeah. at what he did his freshman year, yeah. and the, the competition, not only in practice that he was against, yeah, but, but being the best corner in the country on a national yeah. championship team. He was a freshman All-American, and then the team went lost a lot of key pieces. You were talking about the quarterback, the wide receiver. They lost a lot of pieces along the way. And then all of a sudden, it was like a 5-5 five and five team that, you know, that wasn't as good. They couldn't stop anybody. He got hurt. He was really not really committed to playing. And then it happened again next year. He got hurt again. And then how committed was he to getting back and all that? Team was kind of treading water again. You know, had to win a game against Texas A&M at the very end just to get bowl eligible. So, yeah, I mean, you know, there were games. They could have beaten Alabama. They had Alabama on the ropes, but they didn't have him on the field. Right. There's games that they, I mean, basically his last game was like Central Michigan. So we got and that some reliability it. questions. Yeah, I mean, availability it, well, questions. Well, it's like I one of those things. The, the like, right do you really it. care about football? Yeah, you really care. But the people at LSU are like, no, he cares. He gets hurt, but he has to have somebody with their arm around him all the time. Then there's the Washington kids. Okay, now Washington is kind of developing a nice pipeline here to the NFL. Well coached. They're they always seem to be a little undersized. Yeah, but Washington. Their corners are always the the tendencies I notice. They're scrappy as heck, uh-huh. and they play hard. They do. Trent McDuffie and and the the thing is with McDuffie and Gordon, uh huh. It's difficult to kind of I don't know. They're they're very close. Well, one's clearly bigger than the other. Yeah, I mean, I mean but but I kind of like. McDuffie, I like Gordon. I think a little bit more than McDuffie. I, I, are you a McDuffie guy? I'm a McDuffie guy, and I and I'll tell you this just real quick. I I think because 
McDuffie, they play right and left. Right. I mean, you can see him play both sides. You don't have to say, oh, he's always on the right side, and he's always tucked to the boundaries so he can use the sideline as a defense. You know, he's he's not playing the whole field. No, no. These guys, they tend to line him up in off coverage more than they play press. So you really see them reacting more to the ball and the ability to adjust in the route. And when the way they pick up their men in route is, I think, is pretty. They have impressive. really nice recoveries. Yeah, too. they really, really do. But when he does, when McDuffie does play some press, he does a good job of getting those short arms on those on those receivers, and he can redirect. Yeah, he doesn't play small. No, he doesn't play small at all. And I was worried, and scouts in the league were worried. Like I had a couple of guys tell me, "Hey, man, this McDuffie, he's going to measure small." And I'm like, "Eh, okay, we'll see." You know, he's 5'10 and a half, so you're going to make him 5'11, 193. That's sure. not small. 5'11, 193 is not small. But I was worried about him being 5'8, yeah. 183. You know, that's what I was worried about. And and I, I wondered if, you know, he would slip a little bit. I don't yeah. think he will. I think he was. He ended up getting uh, a draft visit to go to Vegas. Yeah. I don't think Gordon did. No, he did not. That might show you. You know, maybe where people are thinking McDuffie. Well, the might league, be, the, the league, league is not. Like yeah, him. the league is not going to put some kid in the green room and just allow, allow him to exactly. Melt. Even though it's crazy TV, yeah, you're not going to see that. But I, I will say this: the thing about Gordon too, you could see him playing the slot, which he did against Stanford. I sure. watched that game, but I mean, he is square at the snap of the ball, and then you see them bail and his movement again, the adjust, all that. The the there's I mean there's no problem with this game when it comes to running by the way no problem at all so the movement I've seen him tackle uh, make tackles in the open field but I've also seen him miss I think you could say that about both those corners McDuffie's super aggressive and but he'll miss I think Gordon's the same way the one uh, underrated guy that is probably I mean maybe he ends up being a third rounder maybe he ends up being a fourth rounder I wonder where you have him but my conference USA guy and and I got a soft spot for conference USA I know players, you do Tariq Woolen out of UTSA yeah now I like him because I think that he could be a Dan Quinn special he just yeah. fits the mold six uh-huh. four super long arms yeah. but I got to see him play quite a bit mm-hmm. in conference USA and. Uh, I'm a fan, man. I mean, he he's a guy that the the arms, I think he also has some nice recovery speed. You mentioned redirecting yeah. some receivers. Yeah. I mean, he's a dude that I, I like his positioning, and I think that he's got a, a knack to just read where the ball's going to be. Yeah. And I, I think if you're looking at a guy that could end up overperforming where he's drafted, yeah. he might be one of those players. Yeah. I tell you what, I think he got the guy right. I really, really do. The thing about him is he's 6'4", he's 205, and he is super, super aggressive at times, and then he's super, super soft sometimes. You're like going, whoa, which player is showing up? The problem I had with him is I don't think his technique is – it could be a little hit and miss. Sure. And I think it might have to do with the length of how long he is. Yeah. Because – Long-legged guys, it takes them a little bit to turn and move, and you're thinking, oh, I don't know, I'm not sure. I think but, he but, might get a little uncomfortable does. against the faster receivers, Oh, no, there's too. no credit. I mean, I, I said this in my notes. I said there's nothing really smooth or fluid about his game. It might be due to his size. I felt like there were snaps where he was freelancing a little bit, just kind of like, yeah. hey, you know, doing what he wanted to do. But to his credit, he came up with the play. Yes. So 
you know, maybe I could say I, Western uh, Western uh, Kentucky. He's like he gets smoked on a double move, but then he comes back and makes play after play after play after play. So here you are, aggressive, passive, long, tackle, make plays, not make plays. Last line of my notes is he says, "Really good player, but one that might have you shaking your head after every game." Sure. Any other uh, corners that you like that you wanted to throw out there? Yeah, I. You know what? If we 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 talk about really really long corners, but we also have to mention really a short guy. And I and I'll say this because I you I, mentioning a short guy. Come well, on. well, Zion McCollum is a tall guy from Sam Houston, and I think he's a a really really good player. Had a chance to go to Utah, I learned this, and then ended up at Ooh. Sam Houston State, who won a national championship. Yeah, they're playing good football there. They're playing really, really good football there. I want to see you keep an eye on this Marcus Jones from Houston, who's 5'8", 174. And I I, I, I say this because there's all those short daddies in those rounds, those fourth-round short daddy guys. This guy is a dynamic player. He's a dynamic punt and kickoff return guy as well. And – you know, what Bill Parcells taught us way back in the day, when I take you to the game, how many plays are you going to give me? I think Marcus Jones could give you a lot of plays playing as a nickel slot. I think he could I think he could play on all your special teams. I think he could be a dynamic returner in your, on your special teams as well when he has to do those things. Just, man, this guy is not afraid to tackle. He's not afraid to play the ball in the air. And he's and you have a hard time getting away from him for how well he really, really runs and moves. Marcus Jones, University of Houston, five eight one seventy four, short daddy to keep your eye on. Hey, special teams as well. Yep, the third area of the football game that yep. uh, a lot of people overlook, but very, very important. All right, there's another edition of Trust the Tape as we get closer and closer to draft day again. Thank you to our friends at Boomer Jack. Absolutely, go see them. You will never be disappointed. It is absolutely. Delicious. You might bust this draft, but you're not going to bust anything at Boomer oh, Jack. Absolutely. They're all not. first round stuff. That going is on there. always a yeah. home run pick. Broadus, thank you so much, my Appreciate friend. Appreciate you, Willie Boy. Happy Easter, happy Passover, and I think Ramadan's going on as well. It is. So happy Ramadan to all those that are celebrating as well. We'll be back next week. Until then, hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.